good afternoon welcome back to spirit walker my name is aiden and today we are bringing you episode three of this series we'll be talking about angels and their purpose among us i'll also discuss the time i have spent seeing and talk to angels in my life i am so thankful for what the lord has allowed me to see and i don't have all the answers why he has allowed me to see these things it could be a blessing to me and a blessing to many other people, which is why I'm sharing them with you. And I'm excited to share them with you. Um, coming right up after this. Now I want to hop into my first experience with angels because this will help further describe the roles in our lives. Uh, it was a night like most nights, except I was being bombarded with uh, a lot of, I'll just say it, there was a time in my life for about a year uh, where I would have experiences with demonic things, demons. I wasn't partaking in them, but they would happen in my night. So about every night to every other night, um, they would come into my room, these fallen angels, these beings, where I was sleeping and try to frighten me, distract me. They would prowl around like my room, like they owned a place. And I know this sounds, you know, uh, pretty crazy, but the Lord has shown me many great things. I've had family members who have had the same experiences as I have, my mother and father as well. Um, but they would, you know, my aunt even, they would come at night um, and they'd be able to see them they, they would distract me, and um, but I knew that I had the power of God on my side, and I would cast them out every single time. Sometimes I would even strip them of their powers and send them back to hell with nothing, but I would describe more of this in my next episode, which will be about demons. But every time one would enter the room, I could enter, I could feel their presence. You would get this feeling that something was not right, something was out of place, that it wasn't supposed to be there. It was like this chill feeling, this cold feeling, um, which quickly began not to scare me because I knew what that feeling was. I began to understand what that was and what these were, but uh, it stopped frightening me, but almost angered me in a way. These demons came in all shapes and sizes. There are many types of uh, fallen angels and demons. Um, demons cannot be like replicated as far as I know. As far as the theology of what we know, we know there are the fallen angels that have uh, followed Lucifer and betrayed God and fell into hell. God cast them out into hell. And that's really all we know of uh, the creation or really the manifestation of demons in the spiritual world. But there's tall ones, there's short ones, there's different sizes of demons, just like there's different sizes and types of angels. They have just thirst for destruction, death and sin um you could see it in their eyes uh after dealing with enough of them um you could i could sort of just tell what they were there for i could sort of just know um what their plans were there was just one um i think one time i was just laying in my bed after an experience thinking about why uh these things are happening to me why am I seeing these things and so many of them? It's very bizarre. I've never heard anything like it. And I, I, I think God was just preparing me for times in my life where I would have to deal with these things. 
not face to face, but in my life um, and with other people. And I just kind of took it as an opportunity and a challenge to learn about these things and go after them. Um, one night, though, get back on subject to about angels. There was uh, this very beastly demon, um, very scarred, had just this lust of uh, death and destruction in its eyes. You, I could tell what it was there. It was trying to harm me. I could tell it was there to try to harm me. And this didn't frighten me at all because the Bible says that um, those who have been sanctified, you know, we have God inside of us. They cannot harm us. They do not have the authority or power to do so because we have been given the authority over them, authority over darkness. So I knew this thing couldn't hurt me, but it was at antagonizing me. It was saying it was going to like kill me and do all these things. And I didn't take it seriously at all. So at one point, I could see these giant, um, had like scissor, scissor hands almost. It reminded me of Edward Scissorhands in a way, but it had these uh, talons and like scythes for fingers and it lunged at me and would try to lash out at my chest. At that moment, um, it was more of an instinct, but I called upon my guardian angel, who I immediately saw lunged himself um, on top of me. He, like, jumped on top of me just like a soldier would jump onto a grenade to save his fellow soldiers. And he took the blunt of that. He protected me from that. And I would feel the pressure of the creature scratching me, but I did not feel any pain. It was like there was this bubble, this film between us. You know, you could feel it pressing on me. Uh, but you could not feel the pain of it. That was my first experience with an angel. And it was a pretty crazy one. And one I've never really... You know, I've heard of um, people saying their guardian angel. Like pushing them out of a way of a moving car. Or, you know, catching them. Or something like that. But I never had, saw it in... It was more like a spiritual battle between angels and demons. And I'll get into that a little later. They come in your times of need. And almost like my spirit was calling out to my guardian angel to help me at that time. Um, my second experience was when I was uh, I was in the spirit of just praying and worshiping in my room. Um, there was no one home. So I could just pray freely, worship freely, do whatever I wanted. And I was all of a sudden surrounded by these creatures. They were powerful. They were um, they were all sorts, shapes, and sizes, but you could tell they were these. They were, best I could describe them, were warriors, but they were dressed in this, like, light blue linen. So they had this, like, fierce power aspect to them, but also this gentleness as well. And I look at these things, and I'm afraid at first, which is odd because... I wasn't afraid of when I saw a demon, but I'm afraid when I see these angels. And I think it's because of the, my spirit knows the authority and power they have. Whereas a demon has no authority or power over me. And they appear to me and they say, I, you hear in the Bible, they say, don't be afraid. And that's exactly what they did. They, they said to not be afraid. And so I just stood there and I popped the question. I was like, hey, do you want to worship with me? You know, do you want to pray with me? And they agreed. And so we started worshiping together. We started praying together. And their voices, gosh, they had such 
booming voices. The, my eardrums, I didn't feel any pain, but they were just shaking. Um, they like shook the earth with their voices. They were super powerful creatures. They held so much authority and righteousness in all of their work. And it came to a point where I'm thinking, how are these creatures um, put on a mission to protect us, to minister to us? Because they are far greater than what we humans are. They hold so much more authority and power than what we do. And so it was kind of bizarre to me that God would um, have them serve us in a way. But the part that um, really struck me the most, that really sticks out in my mind, was there are four angels in a row. Um, one was on the left. He had his arms open. But the one in the middle, the left middle, he was on his knees and he looked, um, there's a sort of atmosphere that he created that really, it really struck me and stood out. And I kept looking at him, looking at him and um, I saw almost, it was like he was crying in a way. And at first I thought he was sad, which I became sad, but then I saw that he was praising God and he was in awe of God. What he was doing was he was thinking about the Lord and thinking about his power and just couldn't couldn't handle it. You know, he he had to fall on a knee. He had to almost cry in a way and the emotion in the room got pretty um, I don't want to say somber, but it was like that. It was like a happy, somber moment where we all just kind of sat and reflected on the Lord and just the power of him. And it really, uh, it really amazed me how even angels, you know, they couldn't keep a straight face thinking about how great God was. And the rest of the angels, you know, they put their hands on him. And they still praised the Lord, and they also got that same feeling of awe and wonder of who God was. It was an amazing, amazing experience uh, to have and to see how those angels reacted. Um, the angels said a few things to me after that. Um, again, they spoke in some sort of heavenly language. And I can't really repeat what they said, but it was more of they spoke it to me and I felt it. Um, I didn't hear it with my human ears. I heard it with my spirit and understood it in the spirit. And in a way that my spirit can't translate to um, physical words because of the limitations of the human body. That's just how it works sometimes. But back to what angels do. I want to cover how angels work with us. And I've already talked about how they kind of minister to us. They protect us. We talk about guardian angels and how it protected me from that um, demonic attack and how the angels were ministering and praying. Um, I want to bring you to Daniel chapter 10 and read the chapter about troubles Daniel had and how an angel of the Lord came to him. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a word was revealed to Daniel, who was named Belteshazzar, and the word was true, and it has, was a great conflict. 
And he understood the word and had understanding of the vision in those days. Daniel was mourning for three weeks. He said, I ate no delicacies, no meat, nor wine entered my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all for the full three weeks. On the 24th day of the fourth month, or the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, that is the Tigris, I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a man clothed in linen and a belt of fine gold from Euphrates around his waist. His body was like beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze, and the sound of his words like the sound of a multitude. And I, Daniel, alone, saw the vision, for the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great trembling fell upon them, and they fell, fled to hide themselves. That's interesting, because they did not see... What Daniel was describing the, the men around them did not see the angel. But the atmosphere changed. When the angel walked into their presence, the atmosphere changed so drastically that those men had to flee. They had to go. So I was left alone and saw this great vision, and no strength was left in me. My radiant appearance was fearfully changed, and I retained no strength. Then I heard the sound of his words, and I heard the sound. Um, I fell on my face in deep sleep with my face to the ground. And behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly loved, understand the words that I am to speak to you, and stand upright, for now I have been sent to you. And when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling. Then he said to me, Fear not, Daniel. For from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself before God, your words have been heard, and I have come because of your words. The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty-one days, but Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I was there with the kings of Persia and came to make you understand what is to happen to your people in the later days. For the vision is for days to come. When he had spoken to me according to these words, I turned my face towards the ground and was mute. And behold, one in the likeness of children of man touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke. I had to him who stood before me, O my Lord, by reason of the vision, pains have come upon me and have retained no strength. How can my Lord's servant talk with my Lord? For now no strength remains in me and no breath is left in me. Again, one having the appearance of a man touched me and strengthened me. And he said, O man, greatly loved, fear not, peace be with you, be strong and of good courage. And he, as he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for I have strengthened. Then he said, Do you know why I have come to you? But now I will return to fight against the prince of Persia, and when I go out, behold, the prince of Greece will come. But I will tell you what is inscribed in the book of truth. There is no none who contends by my side against these except Michael, your prince. So that was Daniel 10, 1 through 21. And it was Daniel's um, experience with an angel instructing him, telling him things, and describing... Uh, what is to come 
we see here a ministering moment where he is uh, giving peace to Daniel, giving comfort to Daniel, giving news to Daniel. But there is also, I caught um, a few words down the line where it's talking about the angel was withstood by the prince of Persia. And I looked uh, up a few sermons about this and what it wasn't an actual person. It's not like a person withheld this great angel. It was actually a fallen angel who was the prince of Persia, like this uh, fallen angel who presided over Persia in a way. And so this angel was, was held by this um, fallen angel in some shape or form. We do not really know because angels do not take on um, physical limitations. Like they can't be physically bound in, but because they're a spirit. Um, we don't really know much about how that can happen, but we know the spirit world is a lot like a battle, and uh, and a lot of battles, um, especially in the Old Testament, a lot of people were taken prisoner. And so this angel, he was withheld by this prince, and actually the great um, angel Michael had to come rescue him from this fallen angel because it was much more, um, I don't know if it was more powerful than him or what was occurring. It gives us a little glimpse uh, between the conflict between angels and demons and how that translates to us. Because It's just a very beautiful passage where you can see angels interacting with our physical world and also battling in the spiritual world. The last thing I wanted to touch on quickly is the appearance of angels. Angels are a lot like us, have different abilities, powers, and strengths. They do not all look the same as they all hold different bodies like we do. According to what uh, mission they are sent on by God, angels can take form in different ways, actually. They can show up as the holy, magnificent, fire-eyed creatures they are. They can be shown as a little more like humans, but still in spirit form, a lot like the visions I have had. And they can show up as a regular um, man, which is usually how they appeared in the Old Testament when you read that. For example, uh, when Lot was in Sodom, which was about to be destroyed by God, two angels of the Lord came to save him and his family. In the context of the verse, the term men were describing the angels. This is Genesis 19, verse 12. Then the men said to Lot, Have you anyone else there? sons-in-laws, daughters, or anyone you have in the city, bring them out of this place. Uh, why the angels appeared as men uh, may never be known, but it has its purpose. My idea is that God wanted to send angels into Sodom without alerting the public of their presence. Um, the last thing I wanted to touch on is the parallels between angels and humans. If you think about it, they are very alike God has given us individual gifts and abilities. None of us look the same because we aren't meant to be the same. God uses our strengths and abilities to send us out and to use us in different places of this world to further advance, advance and build his kingdom. That is also an angel's purpose. Isn't it beautiful how our purpose on this earth is the same as an angel's? It's amazing. These are our protectors. Angels are like a farmer's servant 
who tends to the flocks, not in such a way a farmer will, but in a smaller and meaningful way. And so I would like to leave you and this episode with thoughts of hope that we are all looked after and taken care of by our God in this way. So until next time.